Uh, thank you. If you will, take your Bibles and turn to Philippians. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. For those of you that like to dial into your iPhone and pull it up. New Living Translation, as we talk about the beginning of a new year, we just closed out 2013, and last week I talked about having a spirit of optimism. As the Apostle Paul taught us, as he came to the end of his days, he was very optimistic. We're going to find out why he was so optimistic and why he was so able to do that from today's uh, message uh, from Philippians, the same guy, the Apostle Paul. It's nice to remember that he's writing the book of Philippians, which is a book about joy from a prison cell. I just think that's pretty amazing that he's in jail. He's done nothing wrong. He's been falsely accused. He's been illegally arrested. He's been uh, hated by his own people, so to speak. And that's why he's in jail. And in the midst of this, he says, let me tell you how I'm coping with life. We all got to have coping mechanisms if we're going to make it through. So I want to talk today about simply let it go. For 2014, let it go. I want you to say that with me. Let it go. One more time. Let it go. Because that's the key to getting on with your life. To getting where God wants you to be. To getting you to your destiny. Man, you got to learn how to let it go. So uh, I want to look at this together and, and just share some things as we look at this amazing writing in Philippians. Paul says these things. Uh, beginning in, in uh, chapter 3. Here's what he says in verse 12. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. He said, I'm not perfect. I've not arrived. I've not finished everything God wants me to do and all I'm supposed to accomplish. But I do press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. Meaning when I became a follower of Christ, he gave me a new direction for my life and I'm on my journey to get there. That's all it means. Here's the verse I want you to focus on. Look at this. Here's this amazing guy, this awesome guy who loved Jesus, was a great follower of Christ, did many incredible things. Here's the key. Watch this. Look. Look carefully. All right? No, dear brothers and sisters, verse 13, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Look at this. I focus, I put all my effort, my energy, my attention on this one thing. Thing. Look what it is. Look with me. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. That's it. I, that's it. He said, I've learned how to cope in life. I've learned how to get where I'm supposed to be and to enjoy what I'm supposed to enjoy. And that is by focusing on how to let go of the past and look forward to the future every day that I live. Pretty incredible. So let's talk about that for a minute. See how that works in our life. Uh, as um, I said, uh, letting, it, uh, letting go is a deliberate choice we make. Not because it's easy, but because it's necessary. You know why it's necessary? Because it's part of a divine sequence that impacts us emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I mean, that's how we get through life. And if we don't learn how to let go... We suffer in all those four areas. Sometimes it becomes very deadly. We got to know how uh, to let it go. Uh, Paul knew his journey was designed to change his life for the better. Therefore, he knew how to let go of things. Um, 
the past, uh, we look at this. I, I want to take you to the, the first thing I want you to get to know, okay? You got to get this. You got to understand this. The past only has two things. So we got to let go of the baggage of the past, and it will bring freedom to your life. Uh, that's it. If we let go of the baggage of the past, it brings a new freedom to how you do life. You get to enjoy life. Oh, you don't have everything you want. Everything doesn't come your way. You still have problems. But something about the freedom to live out the fullness of your purpose is amazing. And we cheat ourselves of that opportunity when we hold on to the stuff in the past. Uh, there's, only, there's only two things in your past, good things and bad things. That's it. The good things you do want to remember because you get inspired and encouraged by them and sometimes motivated by them, and that's great, and they bless us. But there's some things that are in the past that are bad. That includes people, places, pain. I mean, that's a part of your past, too. There's some people that have been unkind and that have been unfair, and there's things that have happened that include rejection and betrayal, and, and people sometimes criticize you and sometimes make up stuff about you. Some people will throw you under the bus. I mean, we all know what that's like. We've all been there. I promise you, there's somebody in this world that don't like you. Amen? I mean, really. There's people who don't like me. I know y'all are shocked by that. <laughs> oh, but, but hey, that's just how life is. And some people are unkind and mean, and, and they do things, and things happen and events happen that are really unfair. Just like the Apostle Paul. He's in jail for nothing he's done wrong. And now he's saying, but guys, here's what I've learned. I've learned to let go of this stuff, man. I've learned not to hold on to that grudge or that, or that attitude. I've learned to let it go because I've a freedom to enjoy life today and tomorrow. If you live only in the past, you'll never enjoy the future. I promise you. And so the good things come. Now, what is that baggage like? That baggage is really heavy because it accumulates. Sometimes it may be from the year 2013 or way back there, 2010, or 1999, or 1995. I don't know what all your journeys encompassed, but sometimes we collect a lot of baggage. It kind of just keeps accumulating. It's kind of like my kids. Uh, they've all moved out, but they left all their stuff behind. And it's just accumulated. And so, so we find sometimes we're that way. We just accumulate stuff, and it builds, and it builds, and it builds, and one thing builds on another. The list can be really long. Rejection, betrayal, gossip, lies, criticism, abuse, and yes, even our own failures, where we kind of just messed up and blew it really bad, and we're going, oh, I can't believe I was so stupid. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I was so selfish. I can't believe I was so wrong. We've all been there, done that. And we carry it around. The challenge is to let go of that stuff because it's going to kill you if you don't. You see, what happens when you begin, when things, we go through life and things happen to us, okay? And it does this thing. It wounds our spirit, that inner us. It wounds that spirit. And because that spirit gets wounded, if we don't deal with it right, we find ourselves becoming bitter. And when you become bitter, you become toxic, become like poison. And it's, it's the thing that we need to understand. We don't need to let that happen to us. Uh, now, that's reasonable that we get wounded, okay? That's, we, if you get wounded, you get wounded. That's a fact of life. 
You don't lie about it. You don't pretend it didn't happen. You say, it happened. That hurt my feelings, hurt my life, cost me something. It was very painful. It's okay to say all that. But how you process it's real important. Because if you become bitter, it becomes fatal. That's why you must choose to let it go. Do you know the stress of unforgiveness and holding on to baggage? you know what it does to you? It releases uh, unnecessarily high levels of the hormone cortisol, which does this to your body. It will create high blood pressure in your body and hardening of the arteries and the possibility of stroke increases and heart attacks rise because of this hormone that released because of your baggage. That's what it is. It's going to kill you. Uh, and you know, God, I, Dale Carnegie had this quote. Let me, let me read it to you. Wouldn't our enemies rub their hands with glee if they knew that our hate for them was exhausting us, making us tired and nervous, ruining our looks, giving us heart trouble, and probably shortening our lives? That's what's happening to you by these people you can't let go of and these things you can't let go of. It's killing you, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Man, you can't get off of it. Paul said, I've learned. I've got to work at it. I've got to put effort into it. But I've got to purposely let go of the stuff that's behind because it has no value to me now. I, I need to let go of it. It's only hurting me. It's holding me back. It's hindering me. I need to let it go. It'll mess you up. It'll mess you up. It brings a, a toxic presence to your life that affects you and eventually affects people around you, you know? Um, and and, and you, you just go, man, I, I, um, I was in the business world for some time uh, and, and did some hiring of people, and I would do interviews, and I would always ask them about something in their past and about their previous jobs, and I would listen very carefully. And if they begin to pour out bitterness about their previous jobs, I wasn't going to hire them. I don't care what the qualifications were. Because they're toxic. They hadn't dealt with it. And they're going to bring that to the office place. You see, we bring that to our relationships. We aren't careful. It overflows. It gets into the relationships with our family and our friends and our church. And we struggle with it. Paul says that's why you've got to let go of it because it's going to mess you up. And you don't want to be messed up. You don't want the people that have caused you pain do not need to keep causing you pain. Really. I don't doubt the initial pain was really bad. I've been there. It's happened. But you can't let it keep hurting you. You got to say, no, man, I'm going to live for tomorrow. I got good things in my future. I got a destiny to fulfill. I haven't got to live like this. And so uh, that's what you do. The uh, uh, stories told of uh, two monks, they were uh, going down to the river, and there was an old lady, older lady sitting there at the river, and she was kind of complaining because there was no bridge to cross the river. And she was just a complaining. And finally, the first monk says, Lady, I'll, I'll, I'll carry you across the river. And she said, oh, that'd be so good. And so the other monk gets together. They join, they join kind of together, and they, put, they both try to carry her, and they carry her across the river, get to the other side. They put her down. She's happy and content, very grateful, goes on her way. And the two monks begin walking to where they were going. And uh, the second monk, after about one mile, says, gosh, my, my robe is so dirty from carrying that woman across the, the river. Look at this. I'm a mess. First monk didn't say anything. They go a little further. Second monk says, oh, man. 
my back's beginning to get a little stiff and carry that woman across the river. I just can't believe we did that. I mean, it's just my back's hurting, and it's just, you know, first monk didn't say anything. A little further, second monk says, you know, I don't know if I can go any further. My back's killing me. I, I'm just, just carrying that lady across the river just wore me out, and, and I, I just hurt me. First monk didn't say anything. So finally, the second monk says to the first monk, you're not saying anything. What is wrong with you? He said, well, the difference between me and you is I set that woman down five miles ago, and you're still carrying her. <laughs> oh, guys, we carry a lot of stuff we need to put down. Man, we're carrying guilt you need to let go of. We're carrying pain we need to let go of because it's going to choke the life out of you. And there's no reason to do that. That's not what God intended for us to experience. You say, well, how do you let it go? How do you let it go? Good question, isn't it? It's easier said than done. See, the easy part is me telling you this. hard part is me doing it, just like you. It's kind of a challenge. How do you let it go? I've been there and done that. I've had my feelings hurt. I've had people do me wrong. Ah, it happens. How do you deal with it? I've been betrayed. It hurts. You get mad a little bit. Sometimes you pout and saw and get depressed. That's all part of it. But you need to get through that. You need to get beyond that. Because here's how you do that. First of all, you've got to talk to close friends, and also you must talk to God about what's going on in your life. I emphasize close friends. Not every friend needs to hear what's going on in your life. But there are those that are close that you can say, i got to tell you, I'm hurting, I'm struggling. And they'll listen to you without judging you. Okay? They'll listen to you without uh, sometimes just uh, being hard to you. But they'll listen with compassion and mercy. And then you go, you've shared that. That's good. Then you talk to God about it. The book of Psalms is filled with David telling God how he's hurt. God, this is killed me today. I'm really struggling today. These people are hurting me today. They're trying to kill me. He's talking to God about this stuff. You know why? We need to talk to God about that kind of stuff. We need to say, God, I'm having a hard day because this person did this to me, and this happened to me, and it wasn't fair, and it wasn't kind, and I just want to tell you about it because I know you love me. That's what we do. We talk to God. And then you trust his mighty hand. I love the song we sang earlier. You trust his mighty hand. You trust him to work in your life. He loves you. He's not going to leave you, forsake you. He promises us things. As followers of Christ, those who've entered into a faith relationship with him, he promises us stuff. One of them is he's always going to love us. He's always going to be with us. And anything that touches my life, good or bad, has a purpose. So I need to go, okay, let me get this. Let me understand, God. I, I, I know you didn't bring the bad stuff, but you let it pass through because it's got a good ending. And so we understand. I trust his hand. He'll help me let go. He'll move me on to freedom and to fulfill his purpose in my life. Man, he says, you got to forgive. Ephesians, Paul, the same writer, is going to tell us we need to forgive. Because if we don't forgive, we are held bondage by our own emotions. That person we've not forgiven could care less. They're having a good time. They're enjoying life. But not you. See, that's not how we're supposed to live. So, so we, we need to forgive. And forgiveness is when you let go of the, 
desire to retaliate. Now, emotionally, you may not want to be their best friend again. You may not want to eat lunch with them. That's fine. But you let go of the right to retaliate. Actually, the word picture is you take your hands off their throat. Instead of choking life out of them, you go, I'm going to let you live. I'm going to forgive you. No, we're not going to go to lunch tomorrow, but I'm not going to kill you. You see the difference? All right, so, so, but and then when you let go, you go, okay, Lord, I got this, I got this, we can do this, okay? Uh, help me to do this because I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. The second thing I want you to get, look forward to the blessings ahead. It will allow for fulfillment in your life. If you can come to the point of looking forward instead of backward, it's going to allow you to be in position for God to do something in your life. He brings fulfillment. All of a sudden, you begin to fulfill your purpose. <laughs> you begin to realize you're here for a reason. You're just not filling up space. You're here to do something eternal and significant in the lives of other people. You're here to be a, a, an influence and an impact on people's lives. You can, you're, you can be the kind of person that brings hope and encouragement to people. If you get beyond your past... If you let it go, if you let it go, if you simply let it go. How do you do that? Well, you've got to know that God's promised some things to you. He's promised to be with you, to give you power, and to give you direction. His purpose is to do something good in your life for the good of others and for His glory. And He also provides a power by which you can do that called the Holy Spirit that works in our lives to empower us to do that which we can't do on our own, which is usually forgive people. I mean, I need a lot of help forgiving people. I don't mind telling you. I got to pray about it, ask God to help me, and say, Lord, the Holy Spirit's got me, and I got, you got to help me because I don't want to forgive this person. And you say, but he, he does. He provides that that we need to let go if we'll trust him, if we'll allow him to work in our lives. You got to look to the future and see what it is. Michael, come up here a second. I want you to be an illustration for me, dude. I want you to hold this chair. Now, kind of hold it like this. There you go. Come and put another one on it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it'll work. It'll work. You can carry this. You good? Okay, let's put another one there. No, I ain't going to do that. He's a young married guy. I need to take care of him. Listen. It's what we do and go through life and don't let go. We accumulate stuff. No, don't put it down yet. Don't put it down yet. <laughs> See? We go, hey, you're saying he, uh, you, we, we carry it. We don't put it down. We go, man, I, you know, I, this, is, this is made me mad. This hurt my feelings. This went wrong. I didn't get this break. And we do this. We do this all the time. And this is what our life's like. Now, I want to does he look like he's having fun? No, he ain't having fun. But he's carrying his stuff. And if I say to him, Man, I got a brand new car for you outside. But as long as you're carrying this, you can't drive it. So what have you got to do? <laughs> yeah, hey, put it down. Put it down. Because now he's opened his hands up for the next thing around the corner. You understand that? That's the key. We keep carrying this stuff around. And God says, I'm trying to give you something if you'll let go of that stuff in your life. 
I got some around the next corner that's really going to make a difference. All right, brother, we'll put these back. And, uh, and I said, I want you to open your hands, man. Let go of the stuff so I can put something else in it. Oh, but not us because, oh, God, I like carrying this stuff around. No, you don't. Well, somebody's got to carry it around. No, nobody has to carry it around. That's what Christ was for. Bring all your burdens to him. He said, if you're weary and tired, bring your burdens to me because I'll carry them for you, man. I'll get there with you. That's why it's so great to have a relationship with Christ. He's there for you. Well, let me close with this. The greatest illustration of this truth is Jesus. Never has anyone experienced more betrayal or rejection than him. More pain, more disappointment, and I mean real physical pain because he died on a cross. You know what was dying on the cross? He was accused of, he, was, he was, had a mock trial. They lied about him. They didn't want him to live. His own people, his own nation wanted him to die. He'd done nothing wrong. And so uh, he, uh, he stretched out his arms and died on a cross because it was God's purpose, not because of the people. You got to get that. Whatever you're going through in life, there is a purpose behind it. Oh, it's probably not fun right now, but there's a purpose behind it. And he, and he said the purpose was to die on the cross that I could have a relationship with literally thousands of people from that day forward. He died on the cross, and here's what Hebrews says. It talks about how we live through this life and through the good days, bad days. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, Hebrews 12, 2. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith he starts us on that journey of faith, and he continues to perfect it as we live out our life. Because of the joy awaiting him. Catch that. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God. Wow. You get that? He endured the cross with all the pain, the agony, the unfairness, the unkindness, the meanness. It was all wrapped up in it. He endured that, became our sacrifice for our sin. And he did it because he could see beyond the cross. He saw the one day that a little nine-year-old boy would give his heart to Jesus. He saw that. Just like he saw the day you gave your heart to him. He saw that. That's why he endured the cross, that, that, that he could be a part of our lives, that he could make a difference in our life and take us to a different place when we die and, and to take care of us here. That's what it's all about. It's the goodness of his grace that does that for us. And so he endured that because there was a joy in watching what would happen in my life and your life and your life and your life and your life because that's why he endured the cross. Ah, it's awesome. He looked beyond the cross. Now, for us in today, we got to look beyond the stuff in our life because he's got a purpose for us. From what we go through, we'll have a testimony to share with someone one day, talk about how he got us through and what he did for us. Pretty incredible. It really is. It really is how he works.
And there's a seat of honor that he received because he endured the shame. You got to get through this life and it's going to be painful. Wish it wasn't, but that's not really realistic. People are going to say things about you they shouldn't say. They're going to treat you the way they shouldn't treat you. Part of the world we live in. But Paul said, I've learned to let go. I've learned to, to talk about it, talk through it, talk to God about it, and then trust him. And I'm not carrying the baggage. Because if I let go of the baggage, my hands are open to receive whatever he brings to my life. Guys, quit. Quit trying to deal with people you can't change. And think, uh, you're, you're carried around, you're mad about it, you fuss about it, you complain about it. You can't change them. I can't change anybody. You can't change anybody. You got to trust God to do that. Talk to him about it. We're going around all worked up because they won't change, and we're trying, and we can't make them change. Sometimes our children, sometimes it's acquaintance, sometimes somebody at work, sometimes a friend, sometimes an enemy. Quit trying. Let go. That's the beauty of walking in the power of Christ. You let it go.